Hey, 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 good morning. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let me see everybody say good morning. Hashtag live and tell us where you're watching from. Good morning, yeah. Sheila. Can you guys hear us before we get fired up? Ralph said yes. Yes, you can hear us. So good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome. Listen, we ended our 21-day fast this morning. Woo! Yes. <laughs> and the prayer team, wow, they did an amazing, amazing Thank job. It was fabulous. Listen, they did an amazing job. And so we're just super excited. Thank you to everybody who fasted with us. Shout out to the people who fasted for their first time. Mm -hmm. We were super excited to hear about so many people who fasted for the first time. Time. And shout out to everybody who made it all 21 days on the live session. And then shout out to everybody who made it to 21 days, even if they had to listen to the replay. Even if they had to, even because we're growing and becoming. That's right. We're growing and becoming. <laughs> so when we do our next fast, everybody will grow a little more. That's we'll right. be a little better position, right? right? Now, listen, I just want to give you a couple things because I know many of you, um, it was your first fast. So I want to encourage you this. Yes, the fast is over and you can eat whatever you want to eat it looks like we froze are we back oh yeah it was totally okay. frozen there um it, you can eat whatever you want to eat but i want to encourage you if you go back to coffee sodas um sweets if you if you overindulge today you could end up with a stomach ache and you, you could end up with a stomach ache and that ain't the will of god for you because jesus died so you didn't have to be sick so please don't overindulge today. Please don't try to make up 21 days of no caffeine, no sodas, no chips, no cupcakes in a day. All right. Don't do it. Don't do it because you're going to be sick. And then when you message in the prayer team, time I pray for us, they'll be like, listen, <laughs> just lay down and, and just lay down and put some cold on your head. Right. Take some Pepto-Bismol. Right. Oh, my God. Well, people said take that. They still sell it. <laughs> oh. Okay. So anyway, we're super excited. And I want to say that the morning that I had to jump on and pray um, because we had that little bit of a technical difficulty, one of the things that we declared is that people would be filled with the Holy Spirit and re receive their prayer language. And so Joshua put in the comments that he received his prayer language. But I want you to know that two other people throughout the day let me know that they, too, begin to pray in tongues for the first time. And we are super, super excited about that. We're super, super excited about that. Want to encourage you, don't forget to continue to pray in the spirit every single day. And we want to announce something super that we're super excited about. Starting this Friday, we are going to add a Friday morning prayer, just one day a week. So we'll do Tuesday prayer at 8 p.m. Central, and then we'll do Friday morning at 6.30 p.m., and we're going to call that our champion circle. That is for the people who are saying, I'm willing to put in one more day every week to pray that this is the year of release for FOC and for all of our virtual partners. Yeah. And we listen. I had so many people. I don't know about you, but I had so many people who reached out to me who said they actually enjoyed 630 prayer. A lot of them were getting up and getting ready for work. Uh, I'm amazed. Even the people who are in mountain time and, and in Pacific time, they were saying, hey, you know what? I don't mind getting up at 430 or 530 uh, or 630 or the ones on the East Coast who were 730. They was like, I don't mind getting up. I enjoy this. This helps me to set my day. Uh, I had someone send me a pretty long message and just said, between prayer and also the, the, they're a part of command your day. They was like, before I ever, you know, I have to start dealing with the people on my job. I'm already so excited about all that God's going to do. 
do, my entire day is blessed. My entire day is happy. My entire day is set. And so for those of you who want to be a part of Champion Circle, then absolutely set your alarm right now for every Friday. We're going to try to do the month of February and see if the, if the champions want to keep going. We'll see what happens. But for the month of February, for sure, every Friday morning, just Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. So whatever time that is for you, uh, feel free to join us for prayer. It's going to be just as awesome as it was when we were fasting and praying. So I want to know who's in for a Friday morning prayer. I put it in the comments. I'm in. I'm coming to Friday morning prayer. We want to know. Yes. So we're super excited about super that. Super duper excited. Super excited about that. And we have some other announcements. Yes. And so uh, we, as you know, we always have our weekly announcements. Uh, we start off the week uh, technically on, on Monday. Uh, we have what's called Strategies for Success. That's led by Pastor Sean. Uh, she does that from her professional page or maybe her personal page as well. And, and certainly our FOC page. You can be a part of Strategies for Success if you want to be successful. It's free. All you got to do is log on uh, and listen to that. Uh, that word every Monday at 12 noon. All these times are Central Standard Times. And then, of course, on Tuesday night, one of my favorite times is Tuesday night prayer. Yeah. I enjoy Tuesday night prayer. I enjoy our praise team. I mean, our prayer team, uh, no matter who is is praying, uh, it's always an on time prayer. Uh, and I absolutely enjoy it. That happens at 8 p.m. Uh, so if you have a long day, you get home, you get settled. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, maybe before you're getting ready for bed or if you're on the West Coast, maybe you've just gotten home at six o'clock, you beat the traffic. It's a great time to re-energize uh, with prayer. So we do that every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Wednesday night Bible study led by Pastor Ralph is called Refresh. Bible study. And that's exactly what it will do. It will refresh you. Uh, and we've got some exciting things that are going to be happening uh, on Wednesday nights coming forward. Pastor Raph and I are in conversations uh, about basically uh, being able to get you all of the partnership information that you need without you having to attend uh, another uh, class, so to speak. So some important information going to be coming back to about that up in the future. Uh, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Refresh Bible Study. Then, of course, on Sunday morning, we kick it off every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. with praise and worship with the anointed uh, Pastor Kristen Valley and her uh, wonderful husband, Elder Nigel Valley, who's on the keys. Uh, they just take us into this period of just honoring and worshiping God through song. Uh, and, and you really ought to be a part of that. Uh, I know a lot of people come on for the word, but I'm telling you, you don't want to miss praise and worship because it. I tell people all the time, it tills the ground. It gets you ready to yeah, receive this word. We're going to sow some seed in this word, uh, but that, that praise and worship gets you ready for it. And then of course, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., um, we're here next week. I'm going to go ahead and announce it right now. Next week, Pastor Sean won't be here. She's been called. She's got to go and preach the word uh, for someone who really needs her to do so. So y'all going to have me. And y'all know that sometimes when Pastor Sean ain't with me, I need a little supervision. So y'all come on and be here next week. I got something for y'all ready. We should have so. <laughs> let the fast keep going another week. Y'all let me we off the fast. The you fast. let me off the fast. You better come back next week. It's going to be exciting. So uh, those are our announcements for, uh, oh, let me not forget. Uh, Victory Zone. Victory Zone is on demand. It is for our younger children. Victory Zone is on demand. Uh, you can access that. Then also we have stuff for our teams. It's called Ignite. Uh, that happens on Thursday nights via Zoom. Uh, and if you want information about either of those, listen, go to our website. 
Go to the website. It's www.focchurch, one word, focchurch.com. There it is on the screen. You can go. You can find out everything you need to know about Victory Zone and Ignite. And so I believe those are all of our um uh, all of our announcements we do want to invite you to become a virtual partner now let me say this virtual someone asked me this this week they was like hey i don't want to be a virtual partner they said i want to be a partner partner <laughs> <laughs> listen we only use the word virtual to stipulate that you don't live in northwest arkansas yeah. we don't make any distinction between a virtual partner and a local partner all the rights and privileges uh are the same we we pray for you we honor you and we do all of those same things we do for for people who live in northwest arkansas so don't let the title virtual uh get you thrown off if you want to partner with fellowship of champions you can do so simply follow the link on your screen fill out that information send it to us we'll send you a welcome email and then tell you how you can join our virtual group on facebook uh and and then you're a partner and as, as we always say they got to tell us right you got to tell, tell us we go together. If you don't tell us we go together, we don't assume that we go together. But we would love to go together. So make sure that you send us that information and become a virtual partner. Also, uh, I saw many of you uh, who said that you have received your um, year of release sweatshirt or T-shirt. And so I need you to know that tonight at 11.59 p.m. is the last time <laughs> that you can order your t-shirt so if you've been thinking i want to order a t-shirt i need you to make sure you get that done today because today is going to be the last day so there's the link on your screen our kids ask us to order them t-shirts our kids ask us all right so we got another <laughs> order to make too so if you want to make sure if you want to if you want to get this year release t-shirt or sweatshirt go to www.shunstrickland.com uh forward slash or is that backslash i'm not i'm not never sure shop they put it up there they <laughs> but it's it on, the screen, right, on the screen it's on the screen so right. whatever it is you can do that make sure you order your t-shirt so order your t-shirt because everything is looking like that by october the nation's going to be up and running mm. you're going to want to wear your year of release t-shirt because lord knows we need to be released from the pandemic amen in amen. jesus name you're gonna want to wear it when you come to northwest arkansas for our partner weekend yes so you need to get your t-shirt right listen your mama said she said do not make her come up here next week because you don't know how to act on church by <laughs> right listen people gonna be on time next week because you here with no supervision Ooh, it's gonna be litty <laughs> oh my god oh my god all right so tag all your people your people who not normally here because if you've been fasting all this time you might as well get what we're teaching about tonight today you may notice that we have on our um greek paraphernalia today excuse me hold on hold on hold on right <laughs> uh, you may notice that we have that on today and we have it on because we want to talk about how um, we're going to pray, but we want to talk about how partnership has its privileges. And we used our Greek organizations as an example to say that you can go through the initiation process sure. of something and not ever become a partner in the organization. If you, even if you are a member, yeah. we know that in those or in organizations, people go through, they, um, they get, we get read in you, you can have, you can wear your t-shirts, you can have all, you can have, um, the, um, license plate, all of that different stuff, but you can never become, you could never become a partner, even though you're doing that yeah. because partnership denotes 
that there is a mutual exchange. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons we're going to we're going to pray. But we, we really want you to understand today isn't going to be a typical message with a lot of scripture. We want you to understand our heart while we decided, while we felt like God called us, while we believe that it's a scriptural place to call people into partnership with ministry mm -hmm. and not membership with ministry. Absolutely. Right. How many of you have ever had a gym membership? but you don't go. Yep. You're not in partnership with it. And because you don't go to the gym, you may be giving them money, but you won't get the benefits in your own life of the relationship. We believe that without partnership, there is no release. Without partnership, you cannot accelerate. You can be a member of a place. You can love a place. You can wear the gear release t-shirt. You can say, I'm a member of FOC. But unless you engage in partnership, you are not going to receive all God has for you, yes. right? And so we're praying for you today that your eyes will become illuminated, that you will begin to understand why partnership is so in. Yes. And even though we even though today's title is partnership has its privileges, we felt it important to really help people understand what we mean by partnership. What we mean. And so we're going to set some expectations and share some ideas and thoughts about that and, and still talk about the benefits, because how many of you know it does matter where you go to church? It does matter where you go to church. Our marriage got saved because we partnered with the right people that God told us. Amen. To. I mean, literally, we're sitting here together as a result of partnership because God put us in partnership with someone who helped us when, when we needed help. Because who knows where you would have been? Who knows where I would have been? Who knows? I may have been, been a famous comedian by now, who knows? <laughs> oh, but I'm happy to be here though. <laughs> <laughs> and so go ahead and pray and then we'll get into uh, today's message, I guess. I love this, I just gotta address this because I think the people, listen, Greek fraternities and satan um, sororities are not satanic. We've done our research. In fact, I know that Who you said that? someone posted that, but I know you could not know the history of Zeta Phi Beta sorority because if you did, there is no way you could say that. Now, if you have a personal conviction about sororities and fraternities, then don't you be in one. If you have a personal conviction, but one of the things I love this because we get to expose religion. One of the things that I believe is very problematic is that we take on these ideas without having any understanding. And then even if we get a personal conviction, we try to impose that on anybody else. Now, I ain't read none of the rest of these people, Rick, but I can assure you that Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated is not is not a satanic organization, nor do I believe any of the rest of these are. If you don't want to be Greek, if you believe that there is something wrong if with you, me. if you were Greek and now you're not Greek, that's okay. That's that's wonderful. That's for wonderful. You. But that's I, but but he, but if you're not Greek, to say that all Greeks are satanic, based on what? Because you haven't been a part of that. So how do you know? Well, I'm gonna say because it's it's kind of this global thing that people do. It's like people say they don't trust the media. But then they trust people on YouTube videos with no faces <laughs> right. like, like like you 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 don't trust Ned Permy. I don't know if he's still working. <laughs> down there. Ned's still working. I, no you more. don't trust Ned, Ned <laughs> Permy, but you trust somebody face you can't see on YouTube. And so what people do is they go and get this research from people on YouTube. You don't even know who those people are. And then you like, oh, that's the truth about an organization. And so, listen, let me tell you something, because, see, the thing you need to know about Pastor Edwin and I is that we are not afraid <laughs> to have difficult conversations. We're not afraid of that. We don't believe you can be liberal. We don't believe you can be good leaders if you aren't willing to have difficult conversations. So again, if you are personally offended by sororities and fraternities, God bless you. 
don't join one. And well, if and if you believe they are satanic, I'm the kind of person I'm happy to sit down with you and to hear why you think they are, and then we can have some cognitive discourse around that, and I can show you why you're wrong. All right, let's pray this morning. Amen. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. We bless you and honor you because you are great and you are worthy to be praised. We thank you for Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have been redeemed and we have been restored. And we thank you for it and we bless you and we honor you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. You said that anytime we could see here and understand that we would be converted and we would be healed. We bless you and we honor you for it. And we thank you for the partners that you are drawing to Fellowship of Champions from the north, south, east and west and from every nation of people, every tribe, every color and every creed. Yes. And we have an expectation today that our understanding and partnership will grow and you will bring us into unity around this topic in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So let's just jump into this. OK, we know that today's topic is about partnership and how partnership has its privileges. But many people have asked us, why do you use the term partnership rather than membership? Well, many of you might remember that back in the late 80s, I think it was between the late 80s and the mid uh, 90s, there was a credit card company called American Express. And American Express had an ad campaign uh, that they came up with, and it was very, very successful. Uh, the slogan you may remember said something like this membership and most people, most people can probably finish it membership what has, has its, its privileges. privileges now why did they do that because the ad implied that those words were that those who were fortunate enough to qualify for this new status symbol kind of credit card um, that it gave them uh, exclusive rights to all these rewards and and it was one of those things where the people who owned an American Express they were actually okay with American Express not being accepted everywhere. Remember, they used to say that American Express is not accepted everywhere. But Visa and MasterCard, you could use those anywhere. But American Express was like, no, no, no. Membership has its privileges. And if you are elite enough to qualify to be a part of our program and to be with us, there are some special benefits to come along with that. And as a result, they grew that business. Why? Because everybody wanted to be a part of American Express because they wanted that membership, right? Well, that was a slogan that they had and it was great and it was a brilliant marketing plan because being a member of American Express uh, meant that they could carry that green card around with that Roman centurion in the center of it. And when you pull that thing out, everybody knew that that said something about who you were. It says something about your financial status. It says that you were on your way. It said you had arrived. It said you had a good credit score. It said all these wonderful things and you never had to say a word about it. And so American Express used that as a slogan uh, to set themselves apart. Well, when we started talking about our church, we were like, well, membership is great, but we know people who have American Express cards, but they don't use all the benefits they get every month. You know, uh, you can have an American Express card and they can offer you all of these various benefits every month. But if you don't go into the website right now and click and add those benefits to your American Express card each month, you are a member, but you're not really partnering with them. Mm -hmm. And so when we when we start, when we launched Fellowship of Champions, we didn't want to just have members. Right. We wanted people to to almost take ownership of being a part of fellowship of champions because we wanted to reach out to the unchurched 
but we also wanted to reach out to those who were being rechurched or those who maybe just had a wrong perspective of what membership was. So we went with the term partnership. And you started talking about that earlier, about why we did that. You want to talk a little bit about the difference between membership and partnership as we see it? Well, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I was thinking about this, that, you know, as a teenager, I remember thinking, I'm going to have an American Express when I grow up. Because <laughs> they, because when because, you saw it on TV. Because they branded it in such a way that you wanted to be a part of that. You wanted to be a part of that because they said membership has its privileges. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how how um, marketing and branding can get in your head because that hasn't been their slogan for years. But for those of us who are our age, that is something we remember about American Express. I think 1996 was the last year they used that slogan. Yes. So <laughs> 20 what? 20 something years yeah, ago yeah. and and people who are our age still recognize hey there are some privileges yes. to partnership yes. right and i talked about this and i don't know but i grew up in a church where if somebody joined the role joined we called it put them on the roll if they okay. said if they put joined the church role. they became on the membership role those people might not come to church for 15 years wow. but they would still be on the membership role you can be a member mm -hmm. you can be a member and not be a partner you can i i talked about gym membership yep. we've joined Gym, gyms before and we did not go to the gym and so you didn't get the benefits you didn't get the privileges of that relationship yeah. and we also you know I, you know we're just having a conversation with you guys so you can understand our heart around this you know we also grew up in churches where the pastor and a couple of people worked themselves to death yes while other people didn't do anything right and so what people would be like it would be like every time somebody was sick every time somebody whatever the need was every time there was a new program you got one pastor and two deacons and one lady on on the missionary society trying to do everything well the truth of the matter is research barner's research still tells us to this day that that twenty percent of the people in the church do eighty percent of the work. work, and it doesn't matter whether you're a small country church, whether you're a suburban church, or you're a huge mega church with thirty thousand members. You can still find that only twenty percent of the people are doing eighty percent of the work. Why? Because membership kind of implies that I am a part of you for what I can get. Mm. Partnership says. I am a part of you, you are a part of me, and we give to each other so we both become better. Well, and we can see this. We can see this where there are people who have so many gifts and talents, yes. right? But they don't bring those gifts and talents to the church because they're like, no, I want to know. I want to know what kind of children's church you have for my kids. Yep. I want to know what kind of praise and worship team you have so that I can feel good when I come to church. And I want to know what kind of words you're teaching in order to get my life changed. And all three of those are legitimate requests. But what about the responsibility to bring the gifts and talents God gave you yes. to give to bring the abilities God gave you to the church and not just to show up and sit and expect the church to change you without you participating and giving something back? Absolutely. Absolutely. Partnership uh, for us is about reciprocity. And we'll talk about that a little later. But it's important that that that. What we do for our partners, we do because God called us to do it. But but we can only be the best we can be as an organization if everybody is doing that. If everybody is saying, I'm taking the best of what I have and giving it to the organization. 
And then the, and the leaders are saying, I'm taking the best I have and I'm giving it to the people. And then the people are saying, I'm taking the best that I have and I'm giving it to each other. And as we be, create this circular momentum of everybody giving their best, then partnership really does become this thing that supersedes anything we could ever do um, in, in terms of membership. And as you as, as we're saying this, we'd love for you to share your aha moments or the things that illuminate to you in the comments, because, you know, if you think about it, we have a goal to touch the world. We have a goal to touch the world. But even if you think about us, the ability for us to do this broadcast, when we started weeks ago, over 40 weeks ago, when we started, you and I were the only person, people who were doing the lives. Yeah. We were responsible for trying to teach and watch the comments, right? Now we got a whole team behind the screens that are pulling the comments in, that are monitoring all of those different things. Yep. That is because they were willing to use their gifts and talents. We have Ralph who joined, who added a Bible study. Chandra who said, let's take prayer to the public, right? Chris, said we still need praise and worship we gotta we figure out what to do this praise and worship yeah. right and then other people who are helping us respond to inbox messages because the reality of it is is that if we're going to touch the world we can't do it by ourselves well and we i mean I, I was thinking how wonderful how blessed we are you know pastor nitra lives in atlanta but yet she's still a part of the ministry and still helps with prayer and everything else the great thing about partnership is partnership never limits you by distance Wherever you are, whatever your talents and strength and ability are, we can tap into those, no, whether you live in Northwest Arkansas or not, and we can grow this thing to reach the world for Jesus Christ. Right. So we decided that we would go to partnership because the, we believe that the body of Christ should be spirit led disciples who follow Jesus yes. and that the church isn't some country club bound by members who only seek to get from the organization Ooh. rather than give back. On, say, the, that, say that again. Church Church is not a country not. club it's where not. people only come for the prestige and come for what they can get to yes. be like, oh, Doc really preached or oh, Chris now really said, I really got my life changed or I really got yeah. my life. Should you get your life Absolutely. changed in church? Yes, but you it really should be like this. This is something I've said to our kids. When you are a little kid, you don't necessarily understand the value of communicating good back, mm -hmm. right? But as you get older and you see the investment your parents have made, it should be easy for you to do your chores. It should be easy for you to take your sibling and pick them up if that's what's needed because you now see the investment that's been made. So maybe when someone's a baby Christian, we don't expect them to come in and serve. But if you have all of these testimonies of how your life has been changed, yep. then it should be easy to you to say, I want to see this ministry that changed my life, I want to see it change more lives. Yes. What can I do to participate yes. in that? Yes. Right? Absolutely. So at FOC, everyone is invited to be a partner because partnership is about ownership. There are no free rides here. We are all <laughs> expected to give as we receive. And I oh, want to make that. this disclaimer. We are all expected what? To give. To as what? As we receive. So as I receive, I'm supposed to give something back. Yes. I'm not just supposed to be what, what we consider a parasite where I just come to some place and just take and take and take. And that's just not just about church. You ought to have partnerships in your relationships. It shouldn't just be a take, 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 take. So if you got people in your life who they're always giving to you, but you don't ever find yourself giving back to them or to help them in some way, you're really being a parasite in that relationship. You know what I think, honestly? I, I think a lot of people think they're more generous than they are. I, I agree with that. I think a lot of people think that they're more generous than they are. And I think if a lot of people ask the Lord 
and ask some of the people in their lives if they thought they were really generous and giving that those people and the Lord would be like, not as much as you think, mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's the thing that we we want FOC to be a church that impacts the world and we can't impact the world. Here, let me give you this example. I think it'll hit home. Let's say you just found FOC in the pandemic, mm -hmm. right? And it's absolutely changed your life. But all around you, it's people who you know are still struggling with things that God has used FOC to deliver you with. But you say, I'm not going to share the broadcast because I don't want to bother anybody. I'm not going <laughs> to tell my friend, right. even though I know right. they crazy as right. a road lizard. Right. I'm not going to tell them that they should come to church with me because all I care about is that I got changed. Mm -hmm. And if nobody else gets changed, that's on them. Mm -hmm. But the Bible tells us, it says, hey, freely you have received, so freely give. And then one of the mandates that Jesus gave us is that we would go out and make disciples. And I think that this is an important point to hone in, which is why membership in churches matter. Jesus never told us to go get people saved. He never told us to just go have big conventions, get people saved and not have any idea what happened to those people. He told us to invite people into discipleship. Discipleship. Discipleship means we have to build relationship. We have to spend time together. Well, think about it. If FOC, if our goal is to reach the world, if our goal is to have a thousand partners, Pastor Ellen, Pastor Sean, Pastor Ralph, Pastor Chris, we cannot talk to a thousand people and right. make sure they're okay. Right. No way. There's no, no way no we way. can talk to yeah. a thousand yeah. people and yeah. make sure they're okay. It's, it's like it's like uh, when they told Moses, they said, listen, you need to get some people to help you or you're going to wear yourself out. And the people. You're going to wear yourself out and wear the people out. And so anytime, that's why partnership is necessary because partnership says, hey, look, no one individual, no matter how anointed they are, can do it all. Nobody can do it all. Say we cannot do it all. And it's one of the things I love in discipleship is that now I know if somebody sends me a message and I don't have time to answer it, I can say, Chandra, can you take this yes. message for me? Yep. Santresa, can you take yep. this message for me? And I know that they are going to represent the heart of God yes. and the vision of FOC when they're talking to people. Yep. That's what partnership is, Amen. right? And so nothing brings us greater joy and gladness than to see people who are willing to cross cultures and partner with us to do what we have been called to do in the body of Christ. That's right. However, we recognize that not all partnerships are smooth. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, we have established a list of partnership benefits to and help ensure that each partner protects the integrity and the dignity of the, of the other. Let me say this. I don't know if you remember, never mind, you do remember because you remember every message you ever taught, right? I'm the one who doesn't remember all the messages I've taught. <laughs> but you taught a message years ago. You says, um, it's, it was called, don't advertise if um if don't, you, don't advertise if you can't deliver don't advertise if you can't deliver right that was so long ago oh i, I remember <laughs> because i remember it, it being like this thing and i think that this is a global message it's not just about foc it's the body of christ sure. right it's that it's one of the reasons people you know everybody if you're a virtual partner you've heard me say i i fuss about this like a grandmother i fuss about this idea of saying um i love jesus but i curse a little and I do because I, I, it bothers me because I believe that it's the perfect example of advertising what you don't plan to deliver. Mm. People need to see that we live differently. People need to see that the partners of FOC, we live differently. We're a church that walks in love, lives by faith and experiences God prosperity in every area of life. What does that mean? They need to see that even when somebody gets on our last nerves on social media, we not go cuss them out. Mm. 
that we may have a crucial conversation. We may state our position, but we are not going off on social media, mm -hmm. right? Yep. They need to see that. They need to see that we are a people who walk by faith. That means if we get a bad doctor's report, if the money looks funny, if our kid goes crazy, we don't get on Facebook or in our life going, oh my God, what are we going to do? Because we believe the report of the Lord. And so partnership isn't just, I love Pastor Sean and Pastor Elwin. I love FOC and I bring some money. It's, I want to be a representative mm -hmm. of the message that's going forth. Is it about perfection? No, none of us are perfection. But as Tiffany Clay just said, we live different. Amen. We and listen, live different. It, it, it's so important. You know, there are in the, in the world, right? There are actual laws that says you cannot advertise something that isn't true. Like you can't say um, if you eat uh, these meals, you will lose 20 pounds and be in optimal health for the rest of your life. You just can't go on television or the Internet someplace is regulated and, and, and just sell that and just say that there's a thing called truth. Uh, in advertising. advertising. And so the truth of the matter is the kingdom is the same way. There ought to be some truth in our advertising that if we're going to advertise that we're living for Christ, we ought to live like something. We ought to live like something. If we're going to be advertising that if you come over here, the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on, when people come over here, they ought to see some table being spread. They ought to see somebody who can help them out, somebody who can help them get a table and then spread their own table. There ought to be some truth to it. And so we we just, we believe that in order to do that, it takes partnership. So everybody put in the comments, say, since I belong to God, I need to live like it. Since I belong to God, I need to live like it. And depending on how you grew up in church or if you grew up in church at all, your experience with believers may not be that they live like something. Your experience may be that people are one way on Sunday and another way the rest of the week. That is not what we are growing and becoming at Fellowship right, of Champions. Right. We really, here's the thing. Uh, let me and, that, and it's important though, because remember, we've been called to reach the unchurched. So if you tell the unchurched something and, and they're searching, that's what they're going to believe. So if you tell them we walk in love, but then you bring them in and they don't see anybody walking in love, they don't know if what you said was true or not. And so then they leave with this with this reality of they say this, but it's not true. We also are trying to reach those who have been what, what I call the rechurch. Those who have been injured, those who have been hurt, those who walked away because they saw all the mess. We want to reach them and bring them back into the kingdom and say, listen, you may have seen it this way, but here is how it should play out. Here is and how then it should also play we out. want those who say, you know what? I ain't, we I can't tell you guys the number of times people say this, and I've I've learned now just to accept it. But they say things like, I ain't never heard nobody say it like that. I ain't never heard nobody teach. I ain't never heard nobody explain it like that. And I'm thinking everybody explains it like that because that's what the Bible says. But clearly that's not the case. And so we want to make sure that when we reach out to those people who maybe already have a relationship with the father, but now they're they're, they're getting this new teaching. We want to make sure that what we're saying, we can live it out. No, I think that's so good. I think that's so good. And so one of the things you'll hear us talk a lot about at Fellowship of Champions is growing and becoming. Mm -hmm. It is our expectation that who you are this January is not who you will be in March. Amen. It is our expectation that maybe you may be cussing on your Facebook page now, but in August, that should not be the case anymore. Mm -hmm. And you may be going off and clicking on it. And, and, and I want to say this, when you don't live a consistent life, you can impact how your kids see God. 
And a lot of people don't realize this, that your kids have no reverence for God. Mm -hmm. Your kids have no appreciation for church because they see you when we could go to church shouting and running and blessed and highly favored, but they see how you live at home. They see how you cuss. They see how you go off. And the example I was going to use is that I believe that what God wants to do for us is that the Bible says that we have a flesh that's, that's opposed to God. And then we have a spirit man and we have a soul, right? We're three part being. I believe what God desires to do by the power of the Holy Spirit is to get rid of multiple personalities. Mm. I believe that multiple personalities in the psychological diagnosis is a is, is something that we just see. It's a spiritual problem. It is, I'm a born again believer, but I got a religious soul and I got a flesh that's under control. And so on any given day, you don't know who you might get. Mm. You don't know whether I love Jesus or whether I'll pop off and bust you in the face. And what the Holy Spirit comes in our lives to do is he comes to reconcile those personalities and bring them into the image of Christ. Yep. Because if some of us, if we're honest, we can remember the transition and, and some of us even now where it's like, man, I really love Jesus. But man, you mess around and catch me wrong. I might tell you something in our day. We They used to say, I'm going to lay down my religion. Mm -hmm. That's multiple personalities. Yes. That's at, that's at church. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored at home. I'm cussing the kids out because they because they drink up all the milk and at the job. I'm not carrying my weight. So nobody's interested in my God. He wants to get rid of all of that dysfunction and that disconnection in our body, soul and mind and bring us into a place where we look like Christ. And if you don't participate in what happens in this church and the work of the Holy Spirit, you will stay a fragmented believer. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to say it. You will stay a fragmented believer. Yeah. In other words, you got to practice what you preach. You got to practice what you preach. I mean, in simple terms, you got to practice what you preach. You have to practice and what you preach. And we believe that. So if you want to be a partner, somebody says, what does it have to do with partnership? It's setting the expectation because a lot of partnerships don't have expectation. Yes. Pastor Raph and I, uh, we, we own a, a partnership together. And in that partnership that we own together, we have a written partnership agreement. Well, what does that written partnership agreement do? That written partnership agreement lays out uh, all the privileges that both of us get, but also the responsibilities that both of us have. Mm -hmm. And so while the reason we talk about these kind of things when it comes to partnership at FOC is because we want to lay out expectations. Yes. And so we have a six, what we consider to be six important things for you to understand uh, and how we see partnership. I told Pastor Sean, I said, we can't just go and preach a message about all the benefits of partnership without telling people first what we believe about partnership. Because every single person on this broadcast, there's over a hundred of you on this broadcast right now. And what we know for a fact is that all 100 plus of you have a different experience with church in some degree. Mm -hmm. And so based on your experience, we can't assume that you know what we, we can't assume that you know what it is we think about partnership. Right. And so we wanted to take this morning to kind of lay out for you, here's what we believe about partnership. And then within each of those, we can talk about some of the benefits. So I'm gonna get started with number one. Okay. So when it comes to fellowship of champions and it comes to what we value, in partnership at FOC, the number one thing we want to talk about is relationship over resources. Now, why do I say that? I say that because in a membership-based environment, many people assume that the key focal point of relationship 
is the transference or the transferring of resources from one individual to another or one individual to an organization. And I use that example because those who have been in church have heard this many, many times before. People will ask you to become a member or a partner of their organization. And what they're really saying is we want you to send us money. We want you to send something to us. We want you to take your resources and send to us. That's really what we want, because the more people we can get to become partners or what they call members, then the more money we get. At Fellowship of Champions, I need you to hear me. What we value most is relationship over resources. Why? Because although the sharing of financial resources is a valued and integral part of our partnership, it is our primary focus that we believe that a true partnership implies the building and the nurturing of a relationship over a period of time. Pastor Sean and I believe we listen. God got us. Do you hear me? God's got us. We don't need to come on and, and try to trick you or con you into sending us money. God, this is God's ministry. If we say all the time, if God can't sustain his own ministry, he don't need to have it. So, so we don't need to beg people for their resources. What we want at Fellowship of Champion is to build relationships. Why? Because if you build relationships, you can partner together. You can use each other's strengths and talents and over time produce way more than just somebody giving you some money. Now, do, do, do you get to partner with FOC and send money in? Sure. We'd love for you to do that. We'd love for you to help with the scholarship fund. We'd love for you to help direct your seed to the children's ministry. We'd love to help for you to direct your seed to general operating expenses so we can upgrade and have things like this. But at the end of the day, I need you to understand that if you're going to partner with Fellowship of Champions Church, that means with Edwin and Sean Strickland, that we value relationship over resources. We can get money. We can make money. We're both talented. We both degreed. We both are, are smart individuals. If we need money, we can get money. We don't desire money from you. We desire you because if we can get you to partner with us, then what that does is allows us to bring our talents and resources together and we can produce far more than what we could produce by ourselves. And I think that what happens is, is that if you take the time to get to know us and know us by the spirit and pray and ask God who we are, then, you know, you know, it's like when um, people who don't even go to church here give to the scholarship fund sure. because they're like, we know you do what you say you're going to do. So we believe in having relationship. And right? put that last comment back up. It was just up there. Look at that. It says when the relationship is valued above all the relationship. When that relationship, that mutual trust and understanding and, and concern is valued above all, it allows for mutual, I, if I had a highlight, I'd highlight that right now, mutual participation and equal transformation. I tell people all the time, we learn and glean as much from our partners as they glean from us. This is not uh, a, a, a hierarchical relationship where we just disseminate information and bless the little people. That's not how this works. We get blessed by the people who we to. We get blessed by the people we get to bless. 
That is what true partnership is all about. It's relationship over resources. Another thing that I would like to add about the relationship mm -hmm. over resources thing is that many people you've been in churches and maybe you've been a victim of this, that because you were gifted, people didn't care about your pain. Mm. And so one of the things that you will find here at Fellowship of Champions is that we don't use people for their yes. gifts. And so what that means is that if someone is not, here's a great example. Aries on the praise team, mm -hmm. on the prayer team. And it was her night to pray. Um, the next morning was her morning to pray. But her husband, Sedante, who had been gone to where, where was he gone? Jordan. He was in Jordan. He was in Jordan for six months. They got married and then he got shipped over to Jordan. Right. That, right. Seven, yeah. and, and so he she was still prepared to pray the next morning. But the prayer team is like, no, we're not going to ask you to do that. Mm -hmm. You need to have this time to reconnect with your husband. Somebody else can pray. So what you're going to find is that. And, and let me tell you something. If you are a person who is used to getting value from your gifts, FOC is going to be a tough place for you. In fact, you're going to think we don't value you. Because we value relationship over what we can get out of you. Yes. And so we're so so if you are a local partner, or even if you don't live here, but you feel like, well, you know, I'm used to people loving on me because of what I can do for them, you will feel like we don't love you because we're never gonna use you because we would never be used. <laughs> we would never be used. And because we would never be used, we're never gonna try to use you in, in, in to the point where we're pulling out of you um, something that's so much that we're not, we're looking past your pain, we're looking past your hurt, we're looking past your, your needs. We believe in relationship, relationship over resources, not just financial resources, but resources as you spoke of about their time, their talents and their gifts. And we want you guys to feel the same way about every leader in this ministry. So we want you if you if you go on Chris's page and you can see she's having a tough day. We want you to value that relationship more than the fact that you want Chris to pray for you for something today. Right. We want we are not going to use people up. We're, we're not going to let you use us up. We're not going to use you up. And so we say that when we begin to believe that we have relationship over resources, we're not trying to take advantage of you for your money, nor are we trying to take advantage of you for your gifts. And, and, and I'm telling you, and I know this because many people in the body of Christ, you're very used to seeing things where people will know you're struggling with addiction, but they don't care as long as you can do praise and worship. Yeah. We, we see a lot of pastors that people know they have struggled with sexual sin, but nobody cares as long as they can fill a house. We're not going to treat people that way. And the other thing is that if we need a break, if one of us needs a yes. break, if somebody on this team needs a break, we're going to take a break because we don't believe that God is into using people up and that he cares so much about you that he doesn't care about me. That's the reason we believe in partnership, because if we have enough people who are willing to do the work, everybody can have a break when they need one. No one has to get burned out. So again, number one, the thing you need to understand about Fellowship of Champions is that we value relationship over resources. That's number one, relationship number, over resources. Number two is equality over superiority. Equality over superiority. And let me tell you something. Yeah. It really just depends on how you grew up in church. It does. It depends on how you grew up in church. Many of you grew up in churches where your pastor ran everything, you know, and some of you have had very cultish experiences where your pastor even, you know, 
told you whether you could have whatever you could have. Well, we had people who told us they had to ask their pastor before they could buy a car or before they could buy a house. And I don't mean they went to him for advice. I mean, it was a controlling situation where they had to ask, you know, before they could do something. Or people who got cursed for leaving church, right? right? I grew up in a church in, in, in a denomination where the people could control the pastor. They could mm. vote the pastor out. Right. Mm. And so there was this this thing of superiority and equality. Now, here's what we'll tell you. What they call that called the pulpit. Call uh, the pulpit vacant. Call the pulpit call it vacant. vacant. <laughs> you tried to add a service. We don't like that. We're going to call the pulpit vacant. <laughs> we don't want you here anymore. And, and either one of those is unhealthy for the body. Absolutely. Either one of those is unhealthy for the body. A place where the pastor and the leaders are seeking to control the people and a, and a place where the people are seeking to control the leadership. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing we're going to tell you. We take feedback, yeah. we take suggestions, and we take consideration. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we hold very seriously is that when we stand before the Lord, he's going to ask us if we did the vision he gave us, yep. which is why I talked the other week about how important it is for you not to come to a ministry and try to make it be your last ministry or try to make it be the ministry you want it to mm-hmm. be. Because ultimately, this we're going to be held responsible for what God has put in our heart to yes. do and whether we do that, yes. right? And so when we say equality over superiority, we doesn't we don't mean there's not a leadership chain here, right? right? Right. We mean that we value the lives and the gifts of every person. Yes. We don't want we don't our goal is not to surround ourselves with yes men and yes women. We we absolutely want to hear and we open and welcome the feedback of our leadership team and even those that we're in partnership with. But but people have to understand that just because you make a suggestion or just because you have an idea, that doesn't necessarily mean that that becomes the reality of the ministry. Because at the end of the day, we have to do what we believe God called us to do. But at the same time, we're not looking. And we're not seeking to be anybody's personal Holy Ghost. We are not. Listen, we tell you, if you have watched us at any point in time, we have told you that we believe you need to hear God what? For yourself. yourself. You've got to hear God for yourself. We preach it. We teach it. We believe it. If you got an issue and you come to us and you say, hey, I'm going to do bleep. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. What should I do? What do you think? We're going to ask you one question to always start with. What's the question, babe? What did God say? What did God say? Because if God tells you something, then we don't have the right to tell you something different other than we can say, you know, I don't know if that's God or not. You should go back and hear it. But at the end of the day, we're not seeking to control you. We want you to be mature enough to hear from God for yourself and make quality decisions. To be clear, we have no interest nor time in controlling adults. That's right. We we have no interest. We don't even want to control the 14-year-old that we have here. <laughs> right. We want people to make good decisions. Yes. On the converse of that, as your pastor's, we have a responsibility to tell you when you are operating in sin. When you can't see the blind spots. When you that's cannot why see God it. says, I will give you what? Pastors, she- pastors shepherds. shepherds after what? My own heart. My own heart. I'm going to give you somebody who you can trust. And so when you don't know what to do, you go with you go to them and they can hear God for you and help get you on the right path. And sometimes even when you think you know, you know, we tell this story all the time. I think she's on here. Uh, Kano- Osha Grigsby uh, is on here and literally she tells the story and it's a, it's a, it's a true story on her wedding day. 
I, I said to her, I said, what if I tell you right now that Rick is not the person for you? She said, well, I guess I'm going to cry and we're going to have a good party because as my man of God, if you say I ain't supposed to marry him, I'm not marrying him. Now, I was just asking her the question because me and Kenosha joke like that. But that was a real statement for her. She was like, no, hold up. We laugh. We play. We joke. We even share inappropriate memes sometimes. <laughs> she said, but at the end of the day, if you say God said don't do it, I'm trusting you. Now, obviously, God, God didn't say that. She married Rick. I think Rick is great and awesome. Rick. We love Rick. We love, love Kenosha. Rick. But my point is, is that when God tells you to submit to someone, you got to be willing to trust that. But if you don't have good relationship where partnership is concerned, you can get manipulated. And I'm telling you that Pastor Sean and I, we don't want to manipulate you. We believe in equality over superiority. We believe in us being equal in the sense that we're all in the body of Christ and that we should all bring something to the table. Now, God put us in your life, if that's the case, because there are some things he, he's put in us for you. And, and, but, but that doesn't mean we want to control you. And I think it's important that people understand that if you're going to partner with Fellowship of Chance. I want to tell you why we're not going to manipulate you. I don't know if y'all read the Old Testament and how God and Moses was friends and how when Moses didn't treat the people right, God told him he couldn't go in the promised mm -hmm. land. God, Moses was God's boy. Yep. But he didn't like how Moses treated the people, the stubborn, rebellious, don't do right people. So much so that he said, because you did this, yeah. you're not going into the promised land. He misrepresented God. He misrepresented the God. The people wanted water and Moses was, um, he was, he was, he was, he just was, tired, he was tired and frustrated with him. Now. He struck the rock. But in striking the rock, he did it and the water came out, but it gave the impression that God was angry when he gave. And God said, you misrepresented me. And so we're not going to control you because we're not trying to misrepresent God. I'm not missing the promised land trying to control you. Amen. So right. number two, equality over superiority. Number one, just relationship over resources. And you're going to see that these overlap because now look at how number three goes with number one and number two. Number three, we honestly believe this with everything in our heart. We believe in reciprocity over control. We are not seeking to control you at all, but we are firm believers in reciprocity. We will, we, we've just decided in our lives. I've seen other pastors do it. I've seen the, the turmoil it takes on them and their family. I'm not going to let anybody suck me dry, so to speak. You're not going to drain me. You're not going to take everything from me and, and then uh, leave me just in a puddle. You know, you know how many, the number of pastors over the last 10 years who committed suicide? The number is astronomical. Why? Because they just give, 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 and they never tell the people, hey, I need something back. We believe in reciprocity. What does that mean? True God-inspired relationship is always reciprocal. Without fail, it is a constant give and take. It is vital in every productive, long-lasting partnership to understand that. It's important to always remember to approach one another in a spirit of humility, recognizing that we are interdependent and in need of each other. We used to sing that song, what? I need you to survive. We used to sing that little song all the time. I need you to survive. Why? Because the truth of the matter is God didn't call us to be islands. He didn't call us to do ministry alone. He didn't call us to walk in the kingdom alone. I need the partners of FOC as much as they need me. 
It is not just for them to come and just take, 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 take. And it's not for us to, like we said earlier, to just take, 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 take from them. It is supposed to be a mutual give and take. And so we believe in reciprocity over control. Tell us what you're thinking about this, because we want this to make sense to you. You know, if you were live here, we could have this conversation. But we want to know in the comments, is this making sense to you? How we do church, how this matters right now. So but also in this reciprocity over control that we want you to understand how we see that. So we've created programs. We've tried to serve you in all the ways that we can to make sure that you're still spiritually growing. Yep. So when you just decide you're not going to Tuesday night prayer, we don't see that as good partnership. And then you say, hey, I need prayer. Yes. On Wednesday morning, you say, hey, I need prayer. And we're like, wait a minute, we made Tuesday night available. People took time to prepare. People took time to be on the line. But what were you doing that you couldn't be? If you were at work or something, that's different. But just not to partake of what it is that we're offering and then to come back later on your own time of your own volition to say, okay, now I want something. That is not reciprocity. Or, 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 or we teach on something. You won't watch the teaching and then you expect one of the pastors to then walk you through personally when you wouldn't walk the teaching. Or let me say this because it may, it may rub somebody the wrong way. You refuse to give. But when you get in a financial situation, you won't tithe, you won't consistently give. But when you get in a bad financial situation, you expect the church you expect the church to rescue you. And I want to pause. Um, I want, I want to, I want to, you can look at her question. Okay. I want, cause I want to say this. I think it's important for people to understand this. I've seen this happen and people get so offended by this. The church is not a lone institution. Can everybody put that in the comments? The church is not a lone institution. So what I see what happens sometimes is that people, because they tithe or they gave or they come to a church and they say, well, my they wouldn't help me bury my grandmother. They wouldn't give me $20,000 to have this Rolls Royce funeral for my grandmother, right? The church is not obligated to do those things. Yes. Now, the reality of it is, is that the church is supposed to help the poor. The church is supposed to take care of the widows and the children. But the church is not responsible for many of the things that people want the church to do. And I want you to think about it mathematically. If only 20 percent of the people on this live, just mm -hmm. on this live, 112 people, if only 20 percent of those people tie, that would be 24 people, right? Something like that. Something like that. If only 24 people tied and the rest of the people then want financial assistance. Yeah. How is it supposed to be done? And I think that that's the frustrating thing is that people who don't give, people who don't serve, want to put all these demands on the church. And then even sometimes people who do give, they say, well, I gave my money to, I gave my money to the church. Well, we used your money to pay the light bill and to pay the mortgage and to help people. The church is not a loan institution. Yeah. We're not a saving center where you give your tithe and offering and we save it up for when you ask for it back. As soon as that money comes in, we're looking to help people, to bless people, to continue doing the things that we, we, we've been called to do. But but you're absolutely 100% correct in that many, in many, in many churches, you do have about 20% of the people who are floating about 80% of all the resources for the church. And so that's important to make that. Now, I, th there was a question here and I want to address it because we actually have it right now. Let me find her question. It was, uh, there it is. She says, Pastor Sean, she says, if you're a virtual partner and you know that you are called uh, to ministry, but you're halfway across the world, would you still run ministry under the banner of FOC? 
Well, this is the reason that we value relationship, because the more we get to know you, the more we feel comfortable in doing exactly that. My spirit, one of my spiritual sons, uh, BJ uh, Piggy, he, he has what's called BJ Piggy Ministries. He actually has a Bible study every Thursday night. Uh, and he's a dynamic teacher. Uh, his ministry is growing. But before he ever did any of that, he called me and he said, hey, this is what I believe the Lord has told me to do. I want to be submitted to you and to Pastor Sean. And, and, and as we talked through that, immediately as he said it, the Lord had already told me that one day he would ask that. So I felt comfortable automatically doing that because we had built that relationship. So the answer to your question is absolutely yes. We just got to build that relationship. And you and, and the great thing about that, we can build that relationship through Zoom. We can build that relationship through phone calls, through email. Once we get to know you and who you are and, and we can say, you know what? Yes, we trust that this teaching fits with fellowship of champions because at the same time it's not that we're a brand but we're responsible for making sure that if people are associating something with us that it is what we believe in you know what i mean and yes. so absolutely we can get together and we can question. talk it's a great question you know one of the things and pastor ralph will remember this years ago like 2001 or 2002 when I, I one of our first websites that were built, you may remember this. It was a website, and when the website came up, it had a little dot uh, in Northwest Arkansas. And as the as the website began to pop to populate, stars started to grow all across the country, and then all across the world. And our vision was that there would be uh, para ministries or people who did ministry who were connected to Pastor Sean and I all over the world. Now that was almost 20 years ago that God gave us that image and that vision and we put on that first website and here it is, it's coming to pass. This is a year of release. And I yes. believe there are lots of people who will be wanting to do ministry with us. And that's the great thing about partnership. So that's the odd answer that. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say this publicly because I wanted to go on record because you're probably not gonna like what I'm about to say. The Lord has been telling me that there are gonna be more people who are gonna come and ask us to be their spiritual parents. I just wanna put that on record. So, I mean, Vivian had a question. Can you pull Vivian's question up? They didn't even say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even say nothing. She says, what do you think of paying your tithes to a church that you're not a member of instead of your home church? This is what I'm gonna tell you. If I didn't want to pay my tithes to my home church, I would find me a new home church. Even if that church was online. I, 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 and I think that this is so, I, I was thinking about this. People stay at churches for all types of reasons, Ralph, right? Ralph talked about this on Wednesday night. He said people stay, they'd be like, well, my grandma paid for the carpet in that church. Or that second pew was donated to my uncle. People have all kinds of reasons for why they're attached. But it's a great question because I've had so many people ask me that. And I tell people, if you have a local church, that you are happy with, that's where your tithe should go. If you want to even if you're watching service on Sunday yes, morning, because yes. I want you to see we're not running no hustle here. No. Like we're not saying your your tithe belongs to us. What we're saying is that if you if you are now like discontent with your church and God is releasing you to leave, right? Then what you need to do is you need to hear God about where you should be connected. Because if because if somebody leaves FOC. I don't necessarily want them to continue to tithe here if they left because God told them to leave. They should take those resources with them where they go to help build wherever they went. So 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 I just I want to just stress that and I'm gonna let you see your thing, but that if indeed you're going to a place 
and you don't feel comfortable like paying your tithe there, you feel like, you know, this isn't the right place or I don't trust what they're doing with it. You should pay your tithe to the place you feel is your home. Now, if you got a good home church, but you happen to watch us too, that's great. Tithe at your home church, your local church. And if you want to send an offering, you want to help the scholarship fund, do so as the Lord directs. But absolutely, uh, your tithe should go to your home church. But if you don't have a, what you're calling your home church because it's not home for you any longer, then we'd be happy to accept your tithe if this is indeed your home church. So I want to just tell you guys how I do it because that may help some of you guys. I'm a member of Fellowship of Champions because that's great. Tell I'm, them, yeah. I'm a partner of Fellowship of Champions because you are my pastor, mm -hmm. right? You're my pastor. But I'm also a member of a church in Lagos, Nigeria. Yep. I tithe here. I give an offering there and I sow a seed to my spiritual mother. That's my, that's the way it works yep. for me, right? I don't go to victory. I don't feel that I'm a member of victory. But what's on Pastor Cynthia's life? I want to honor for her for how she sows into my life. So there is money that's allotted for Fellowship of Champions. Mm -hmm. There is money that is an, an, an your tie. My tie belongs here. to Fellowship of Champions yep. because this is my church home. But a portion of my offering goes to Winners Chapel because Papa Oyedipo is my Nigerian, my African pastor, yep. and then Pastor Apostle Cynthia Brayson, Tony Brayson, they are my spiritual parents, and I sow into them. Maybe that helps somebody. Yeah. And Miss Harris, we're happy that you are here at Fellowship of Champions. We are glad you found us too. Does anybody else have another question before we? I'll do number four, and if you have another question, put in there. Because right? again, we just wanted to have this conversation because so many times people, you know, get involved in things, but they don't get that. To, to understand really what it's all about. And these six uh, foundational tenets are important for us because we believe, you know, in, in relationship over resources. We believe in equality over superiority. We believe in reciprocity over control. We, we believe in those. And, and if people don't know that, we may seem strange to them in our behavior towards them if they don't understand that. Because yes. they, they'll be like, well, Eric, my other pastors didn't do that, you know, or, or just like, you know, when we talk about reciprocity, one of the things we it's not on here. But one of the other things we believe in is we're straight shooters. Right. We believe in open communication and equality. But just because you push back don't mean we won't push back. We, and I, I'm talking about in terms of what we believe and what we mean. So you got to be OK in knowing that, that you make it say some slick mouth stuff to your other pastors and they didn't say nothing. That doesn't work well here. This thing, oh, that so, ain't, so you got to know that. that. You got to understand right. that. that ain't what we do. Uh, I want to say this, too, because I think this is important. It's not in our notes, but I think it's important to talk about. Some people don't know what spiritual parenting is. And I want I want to I want to say this because I think this is important. Just because you go to a church does not mean that the people who lead that church are your spiritual parents. That's true. That does not mean that. That's true. So you will see that there are people That's who true. go to FOC who do not call us mom and dad. Please hear me. I got five kids. You do not have to call me mom just for the and sake we of mom. And we don't we, receive we, that as disrespect. I had to not. tell somebody that. We do not. It was like, well, other people call you mom and dad, and, that, and I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't feel to do that. You don't have to. Listen, I can be dad. I can be pastor. I can be pastor Edwin. I can be pastor Strick. I can be Strick. I can be brother Strickland. Understand, that doesn't bother me. It denotes where we are in our relationship, but it doesn't bother me at all. No. And so I think it's very important because I think that when we don't understand that we misjudge how the body is operating. Right. I and, and let me tell you this, which which may also offend some people. 
I believe that knowing spiritual parents and spiritual children has to be mo it has to be on both sides. We we take spiritual parenting even more seriously than we take pastor. Mm -hmm. And so when someone says you may call us mom and dad, but we're praying about whether that's actually because I need you to understand this. I need you to understand this. Um, if somebody just sees us a as a preacher. That's, there's a relationship right there, a preacher and a teacher. Yeah. If someone sees us as their pastor, we see responsibility to shepherd them. We see responsibility to instruct and guide them. But when someone says that they believe that God called us to be their parents. And, that's when, a, God, and when God confirms And that. God confirms that to us. You can ask Chris and Ralph when they brought you on, on they came on the video. That relationship is going to look a little different because we believe that when God is is calling us to parent people, it is because he is trying to bring a specific thing out of them. And it's our responsibility to help get that out. I love what Angie just said. Angie said, I have spiritual parents elsewhere, but I love y'all earlier. She said, y'all, my pastors, y'all are my pastors, but that doesn't mean you're my spiritual parents. That's right. I love that. And you got to be, this is why you got to hear from God because many times people you've gotten offended. Um, you've gotten offended because you're like, why don't I have the relationship that they have with someone else? And you know, when people tell me this, I, I just think this is an important thing. People say, how can I build a relationship with you? You can build a relationship with me by not asking how you can build a relationship with me because that's not <laughs> how relationships are built. Relationships are built through time and connection. So having this idea that you're going to have a relationship with me that I have with Chris, let me just let, let me help you. You're not going to have a relationship with me that I have with Chris because your name isn't Chris. But that doesn't mean you can't have the relationship that you have with me as Nitra because your name is Nitra. And so I think it's very important in covenant relationships that we understand how. And, and I have to say this because I want to tell you this. I talk to Pastor Edwin about this all the time. Women in ministry get held to standards that men in ministry do not. Mm. People ask women in ministry to do things they would never ask men to do. Here is a good example. No one has ever been offended with you because you did not come to their bridal shower or because you did not come to their baby shower. People have been offended with me over that because they believe that as a woman, that is something I am obligated to do. So I try to be very clear about what relationships are going to look like because people be laughing and joking and petty with you. And they over here offended and having to go to counseling because they feel like I didn't treat them like I treated somebody else. You need to know who God called you to be in my life. I need to know who God called you to be in my life. And we need to build moving forward. There needs to be a partnership agreement. There needs to be a partnership <laughs> agreement. We need to agree that we are both. In, you know, that's why I say, you know, I, you know, I, I, you say that you say I didn't say a word. Listen, I've told the Lord. I said, listen, I am open to anyone that you send for me to be a spiritual parent to as long as you tell me. Just because somebody else says that to me doesn't make it so on my part. It may make it so on their part, but it doesn't make it so on mine. It needs to be confirmed. It needs to be confirmed from the Lord. And then I will act appropriately towards that. Uh, because why? Because there needs to be the right expectation, right? You know, if it, somebody may call me dad just because they heard somebody else do it, that doesn't mean they even want the same kind of relationship. Because as a dad, I've got the ability to correct. You know, folks who, folks who call me Brother Strickland ain't looking for me to correct them. And they we don't. Do, and we and I don't. But those who say mom, dad, they're looking for correction when it's necessary and they're able to receive it. And they've shown that. 
Uh, and so that's just it's just an, another sticking point to uh, we parenthetically inserted that part. And we want to parenthetically insert that while we even if you see us as your pastors, we don't fight people to correct them. We don't. We're not going to fight, don't fight you, you to, to live right. You. We're not going to fight you to live right. So we're not chasing you down. And if we try to talk to you about something and you start acting crazy, we're going to be like, well, go forth then, sis. Go forth and be great. Go forth and be great. Because what? Because we're you're not going to get to say we're trying to control you and manipulate you in your life because we don't have any interest in doing that, right? That's now, right. You, may, you may be like, I ain't never seen no pastors like this in your life. That's because you ain't met us before. This is how we do it, right? So number four, one body over one part. Yeah. One body over one part. We believe that we are better together. I was going to say that song, I Need You to Survive. You know, I know the guy who wrote that song. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. I do. I uh -huh. know the guy who wrote that. But we need each other to survive. And we don't, we want the body functioning. And everybody can't be the heart. Everybody can't be the brain. Everybody can't be the pinky toe. So you need to find your position and do your position well. And be proud of that position. And be proud. I, you, you, my, my pinky toe ain't never fighting with my pinky finger talking about we well, let's swap places. Let's swap places. They just do what they're designed to do. They just do what they design designed to do. And I want to tell you this. I think that this is really important. You know, human beings are the only people who tell God what position they go be in. Yes. You've never seen a tree get up and take off running toward the ocean talking about I want to be a fish. <laughs> only human beings, because he's given us choice, decide where we're going to be. And sometimes you're frustrated because I, I, I want to say this too. Some of you are offended at places that you've been at before because we this is we're, this is not the place where we collect all the offended people. Mm -mm, because if you offended, offended when if you, you come, offended there, you're going to be offended here yeah. and you're going to be offended when you go. And offended people always have a fragrance so they always find each mm -hmm. other. But understand this. You can know that there's a gift on your life, but that doesn't mean it's time to use it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's or that you've it. been trained to use it appropriately or you've been trained to use it appropriately or you're supposed to use it here. I'm a woman. I know that a lot of people do not um let, like women preachers. <laughs> I have never begged anybody to let me preach. You know why? Because if you got a mouth, you can preach. Heck, I preached to my dog the other day. I was walking the dog and I'm preaching the word to the dog because if you a preacher, see, and some of you need to ask yourself, are you a preacher or are you a performer? Ooh. Are you a preacher or are you a performer? Because if you are a preacher, you're going to preach whenever you get the opportunity. Mm. If your gift can't be used unless you on the stage, mm. if your gift can't be used unless you have, um, unless you are a, um, uh, unless somebody has you in front of a podium, you're trying to be a performer. Go ahead to Hollywood or Atlanta or New York and be an actor because that's what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. I love what Malisha says. She says, my spiritual parents live in Alaska. My pastor is at Triad Baptist Church and I have a partnership with FOC. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. That's it. If that's what the Lord's called you to do, you hit the nail on the head. So I just want to tell you, so for those of you who may be offended, because I see a lot of this, they didn't recognize my gift. They didn't use my gift. The truth of it is they aren't obligated to use your gift. If God gave you your gift, he has a place for it. Preachers preach anywhere. If you just want to perform, take you some acting classes and go on out there and be an actor. But if you are a preacher, preachers preach anywhere. Well, and you also need to make sure that you are you, you are developing your character because maybe you maybe you are a preacher. Maybe you are a performer. Maybe you one or the other, or maybe you both. But one thing I have watched over the last 20 something years in ministry is that those people who get on large platforms and don't have great character have great failure. 
You hear me? Those people Same who get thing. on big platforms, who have great success, but poor character, have great failure. My prayer and Pashan's prayer has always been, Lord, don't take us anywhere. Our character can't keep us. And so if you've got these gifts and you've got these talents, you need to be asking yourself, or is your character ready to take you to the next level? Because if your character ain't ready, you ain't ready to go. And it may be something that your spiritual parents or that your pastor recognizes in your life. You're talented, but you're fleshy. And what they don't want you to do is to Come get in a situation. Coaching. You don't want to get in a situation where your talents and your abilities take you to a platform and then everybody see exactly how fleshly you are. It's a whole lot of talented people out there right now. I could name them. I don't have to because you know them. And they're talented and they're gifted and people will let them come to their church and preach knowing they get drunk, knowing that they are running women, knowing they're doing all this kind of stuff because they attract the crowd. Fellowship of champions will never be that place. And if you think that's cool and if you think that's OK, you're going to come here and you're going to be frustrated because as because I don't care how talented you are. If you got flawed character, I ain't talking about people making mistakes. I mean, you got flawed character that you're unwilling to work on. I don't care if you can draw twenty five thousand people. I'd never you won't use draw you. them here. I'd never use you. You never draw them here. Uh, here's a good example. If you say you call to preach and you want to preach or you want to lead something here in Facebook, but when, um, you want to lead something here, but we can consistently see that you going off a of cussing on Facebook. You ain't teaching nothing here. Right. You ain't teaching nothing here. You don't think we and know. Why we may not say nothing. We watching. We watching. And so we see you every time we see you cuss. We like mm, that's going back to first grade because you're not ready to be up here. Because <laughs> you might get mad at the people in the Bible study class and cuss them. All right. One body over one part. <laughs> True church and biblical partnership calls us into the deeper the image of the church as one body united in Christ with many unique parts offering different gifts that are all needful all to need. be successful. Mm -hmm. As we come to know our partners better and better, we learn new ways working together. We see new models of participating in community. In essence, we experience our oneness in Christ while simultaneously seeing the world through God's eyes. We more fully understand our role in the kingdom, not only with our local church partners, mm -hmm. but with our widely stretched arms of our global church. That's what we're building here. Yep. We're building a, a global, global church. church. We're building a global church, yep. right? Listen, and 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 I, I, you know, and so for us, we do we we appreciate gifts, but I want to tell y'all this. Do y'all know the gifts of God are without repentance? They are. The gifts of God are without repentance. That is why some psychic people are so spot on. Because if you don't use your prophetic gift for God, he doesn't take it from you. Mm -hmm. You still have it. Right. So we are unimpressed by gifted people. We, we just unimpressed. We want to know what is your character, because your character is the reflection of Christ, not your gift. And we're, we're and, and I need people to hear us when we say when we say we are unimpressed, it doesn't mean we don't recognize we that Pat, Valley's talented. Raph is Chris, Nitra, Chandra, Sentry, everybody who worked with us in ministry, Eric, they're all talented people. We wouldn't even have them doing stuff if they weren't talented. But we're not impressed with that because we know that talents come from God. And if you don't use your talent, he, he can give a talent to somebody else to be used. We're not impressed with our own talents. I think that's what happens to preachers sometimes. They get impressed with their own, they, they drink their own Kool-Aid. They get impressed with themselves. We're not impressed with any of that stuff because we know it all comes from God and they're without repentance. So if so, just because you can preach, just because you can teach, maybe you can prophesy, maybe you're a good administrator, maybe you maybe you pray, maybe you work miracles. 
All of that is wonderful, but we never become so enamored with that that we're willing to let you do something that goes against character or what God has said. We're just not impressed with Well, you. and I'm just going to say this. If you call to preach, prophesy, um, worship, whatever, and you don't read your Bible and pray, I can already tell you, you got a character flaw. You really do think it's based on your gifting. If a preacher who doesn't study until it's time to preach, you got a character issue. A, a worshiper that doesn't sing until it's time to be on stage has a character issue. And a prophet who doesn't study scripture has a character issue. All right. There's a question. Somebody asked. So the question Angie had is said, uh, when the pandemic ends or when it's under control, is there a plan to have other locations of FOC? It is. But again, we're not going to plant local um, FOCs just for the sake of expanding. We expand with purpose and we expand with vision. And so I believe that the Lord is call, calling men and women of God, those who are called in the fivefold ministry to come and to partner with FOC. Uh, but again, we've got to build that relationship. Uh, you know, some of you, I don't know if you, how many of you watch it, uh, but there's a, a pretty uh, well-known uh, pastor, um, uh, Dr. Matthew Stevenson. And Dr. Matthew Stevenson uh, planted several churches. And I believe he heard from God when he did it. Uh, he planted men and women who he had been in relationship with for a shorter period of time, probably than he would even now admit that he probably should have. But he planted them in different cities. Well, over time, those people have now uh, left his ministry. Uh, does that mean it never happens? No, it doesn't mean it never happens. But what it does mean is that if you start to gather people and you start to plant them for the sake of planting your ministry in other places, you don't know if those people have really, really have your heart or not. And, and I've decided years ago that I won't plant an FOC that doesn't have a pastor who doesn't have my heart. When I say my heart, I mean my heart for people that a person who doesn't align with my vision in terms of how ministry should be done. That doesn't mean they got to be copycats of me. That doesn't even mean they got to be preaching the same messages. You know, there are some churches and they got four or five locations and all the pastors got to preach the same message every week. I, you know, I, Pastor Ralph will tell you, I don't tell Pastor Ralph what to teach. I don't tell him what to teach on, on Wednesday nights. Sometimes I don't know what he's preaching until he comes on, uh, until he sends me my his notes if he wants me to help him out in the broadcast. But why can I do that? I've spent 20 years with that young man. We have built a relationship that I trust the God in him. And so because I trust the God in him, I don't need to know what he's going to preach because whatever he's preaching, I know the Lord told him and it's for the appropriate time. The same way with our with our praise team. I don't go over their songs and say, this is what you need to sing this Sunday. Um, in fact, they're so on point where we have uh, in-person church, they almost always match up perfectly with whatever I'm going to be teaching. Why? Because they hear from God and I trust them. Again, spent 20 years with our praise and worship leader to make sure we had that kind of relationship. So that's a long answer, Angie, to say yes. But whenever that happens, it had to be God led. One of the things you'll have to understand about you'll get to know about us is that we don't move outside of the timing of God. Because mm -hmm. if we did, we, need, we wouldn't even be in Northwest sure Arkansas. <laughs> we, we, we don't. We just we're going to move with God, even if it seems like we're moving slow, because we would rather move slow and do it right than have 27 do overs. Absolutely. Right. 
And so that doesn't mean we haven't made mistakes. That doesn't mean that we don't have, um, you know, that that we have we've learned a lot in 20 something years. And we just want to finish our ministry assignment strong and well. And we want to bring raise up and be connected to other people who have a desire to see the people of God walk in victory, to see the people of God. But we also we want to pe- we want to raise up a people who love to obey God. And, you know, and, and we say this all the time and I have to say it this way because it's just who we are. Game recognize game. So if you try to come to FOC just because you want to say, oh, I want to build a relationship. So dad and him will, will plant me somewhere. Listen, game recognize game. We can smell a hustle. So you're not going to hustle us that way. <laughs> just, just not. So we tell people all the time, you got to make sure that your heart and your motives are pure. And if so, that'll be fleshed out through the relationship. You know, again, we value relationship over resources. So that's important for you to and understand. And it'll, it'll be fleshed out in the in the correction, mm-hmm. in the correction, because what we're always looking for is, are you correctable? The, the truth of it is that Edwin and I pastor together, but he is my pastor. And there are times that um, I want to teach about something. And he's like, I want uh, like particularly because I'm more prophetic. And there'll be sometimes I want to release something. He'll be like, I need you to hold on because I need to do some work before you do that right there. And I don't go. Well, I hear from God just like you do. And God called us. Well, I'm this, like, this message is kind of an example of it. I mean, we, I think in, when, when we start talking about the the, uh, the partnership has its privileges, you even said to me, you said, you know, go back and get those notes that you had from 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 years ago when you talked us. It was so good. Well, I went back and looked at those notes and I thought I'm not about to teach this. Not to our global body, because before I taught this last time, we had spent a year teaching them. I, literally, we spent a year teaching messages that led up to that. And so, but when, and when I said it, you didn't, you weren't like, well, you don't want to do what I said do. You were just like, okay, as pastor, you said that's what we need to do first. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So one body over one part. You see, Demetri, she says she believing for a Southeast Arkansas location. Amen. Well, come on, she pastor. Go, you go pastor. <laughs> come on, pastor. We need to talk offline. You a pastor. Talk to him, not me. <laughs> Send a message to him. You, the, you a pastor. Come on now. See, that's what happened when people, see, that's the other thing you need to know with fellowship <laughs> champions. If you get to talking about what we need right. to do, we assume you intend to do it because right. you're talking about what right. we need to do. The Lord don't put it in Amen. your heart. <laughs> Tanya McCoy says she appreciates that we don't put people in positions based on talent alone. It's not good for them or the body. That's That's the reason so many people are so hurt right now Mm -hmm. because they really feel like they got used up. And then when they got hurt, they didn't actually know how to walk by faith. They didn't actually know how to pray. People did not. It's so dangerous not to care about people just because they're talented. Mm -hmm. Just because you want to use because you want to use their talent or ability. You do not use people talents and abilities and overlook their flaws in their character because it benefits you you don't love people if you do that and you don't i, love I said just like that. that you don't love people if you do that to them you just don't and we believe that on the same end you don't love us if you can see that we are hurting and you still want to demand on us to give you something when you know that we talked 10 years ago my cousin keith died um my cousin Keith died. He died on a Saturday. And that next day we were supposed to counsel this couple. And it, it, listen, I just was glad to be making it in church that Sunday. I didn't preach. I didn't make no comments. I took all of the energy I had because my cousin Keith was like my dad. I, I took all of the energy I had to take care of myself. And afterwards, when they said, are we still meeting for counseling? I said, I'm sorry, I can't meet with you. 
Pastor Ellen can meet with you. I can't meet with you. I don't have any capacity for you. And if you can't have relationship with pastors who can say, I love you, but I, I, I today I can't do this for mm -hmm. you, then you're on that parasitic side and yep. we need to switch out of that, mm -hmm. right? So number five, we ready so, for number so, five? So number five, uh, I, we, we believe in accountability over intentions. Now, let me just make this real clear. We know from experience that good intentions by themselves are not good enough to ensure good outcomes in most partnerships. Let me say that again. We know from experience over 20 years of it that good intentions by themselves are not good enough to ensure good outcomes in most partnerships. So in building relationships and trust over time, we are able to filter out a lot of the major issues that frequently invade partnerships. What do I mean? A lot of times people want to talk about their intention, what they meant to do. But Pastor Shun and I are big believers that we care less about intention and more about impact. We, you know, if you say you're a partner at Fellowship of Champions Church, there are some expectations that we have of you to give of your time, talent and resources. There are expectations that we have of us to give of our time, talent and resources. But if you always got an excuse about what you were going to do, how you was going to do it, you was going to give, you was going to serve, you was going to pray, you was going to help with the food baskets, you was going to, you was going to, and you have all these intentions, we will tell you flat out, and we don't mean to hurt your feelings, but you have to know this about us before you get in partnership with us so you're not stung by it. We don't care about your intentions. We care about your impact. So if you say, hey, I want to be a part of the prayer team, and the prayer team says, OK, we 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 pray together as a team on Wednesdays at four o'clock. But you don't ever show up on Wednesdays at four o'clock. But you posting on Facebook at three fifty and four oh five. But you're not with them. We don't care about your intention. We care about your impact and how you are negatively impacting the group. We care about accountability. We care about the fact that you're not a person of your word. We, that's what we care about. We hold ourselves to a standard. Listen, let me tell you, this morning, I, even though I didn't have to be, I was on all 21 days of prayer, not because I was a pastor and not because I was running, uh, helping to run the back part of the thing. Pastor Ralph told me oh, before day one, he said, you don't have to get up and do this. I can do it every time by myself if you need me to. I said, nope, I'm going to do it because I need to be in prayer. This morning, yesterday, we worked through to get, if y'all saw prayer this morning, it was awesome. All six ladies was on there at one time. They had it sequenced. It was worked out. We had picked out a background. We had done all this stuff. I even decided, because usually I get up at 6.15, and I open up my computer, and I lay there, and I listen to them pray. But I decided I was going to get up at 6 o'clock. I was going to actually get dressed. I was going to take the little sticky thing off of my computer so they could see my face. I reset my alarm clock for 6 a.m., except when I changed it uh, from 6.15 to 6, it defaulted to p.m. So this morning, I'm laying in the bed. I'm telling you, I am in my mind thinking prayer going to be awesome this morning. And I hear my alarm go off or what I thought was my alarm. I pick up my phone and I see a bright orange screen that says Raphael Marlowe. My heart dropped. I looked up. It says 632. I knew I had missed prayer. Now, even though Ralph had got him started, even though Chris had figured it out, because I so believe in accountability, I felt so bad that I wasn't there. Now, if I hold myself to that standard, you got to know I'm going to hold you to that standard. 
So when we talk about accountability over intentions, that's what we care about. We don't care about, about no intentions. We care about your impact and accountability. And that's what we hold ourselves to. So we're going to hold you to the same thing. Wow, were you passionate about that? that that's why I said, no. let me do number five. No, you were. You, no. <laughs> they laughing in the broadcast. No, they laughing. In the broadcast, they cracking up like this. I wanted to do number I five. I started to get up and move and let you just have the whole thing here because you was like, and, wait a minute, and whoever made that meme, Clarissa, or me last week, I hope you got a meme of that right there because the way he was going off about that. No, we really do. We, we You know, here's the thing. We understand that life happens. We understand the things that things happen but you cannot be a person who is perpetually making excuses and want to be on a team that's right you you just cannot be you can't be like passion i'm gonna help you with so-and-so and then you don't never show up because that just doesn't work because things have to get done now that's i right. get to do number six because yep. you know yep. now listen, I, gave, I gave you number you gave six me number six number <laughs> six this is our last one guys number six healthy dependency come on under un over unhealthy dependency Healthy, dependency. healthy dependency. We value that over what? Unhealthy <laughs> dependency or codependency mm -hmm. or sucking the life out of people. Healthy dependency, right? One of the greatest fears in entering into any partnership is the is the fear of creating an unhealthy dependency. Unfortunately, that fear often paralyzes the church and lulls us into a state of apathy, where while we will meaning where many will be of value to membership, but refuse to get involved in partnerships. So I got tripped over my words. Let me slow down. <laughs> so, because I'm excited like, about this. Like, is that the African word again? <laughs> you know what? Go on somewhere. So anyway, basically what we're trying to say here is that when we, that sometimes our fear of creating unhealthy relationships can, can cause us not to create the relationships we need to right, create. Right. We do need each other to survive because mm -hmm. we are better together. But that does not mean we should have codependent relationships that are unhealthy. That does not mean that we should have dysfunctional relationships. Um, Martin Luther King boldly challenged this state of paralysis by saying we will have to repent in this generation, um, not merely for the, the trollic words and actions of the bad people, for but the, but the appalling silence of the good people. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we see that because people don't want to get involved, they don't say or do anything, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, we saw this a lot in the last election that people who didn't want to come out and confront people that they love so they wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And both of those things are bad. Mm -hmm. It was bad for the people to be in the position they were in. But I think what was worse is for you to know it's wrong and not to say anything, mm -hmm. right? So what are examples of unhealthy dependency that we do not tolerate in fellowship of champions? Come on, let's talk right? about these unhealthy ones. When partners miscommunicate expectations, commitments, and goals while having no clear vision. What do you want to say about that? that? That goes both ways. That's why I say it was so important for us to set an expectation about what we expect. You know, if people come to fellowship of champions and they expect us you know, maybe they had a previous pastor who came to their birthday parties, who came to their uh, baby showers, who came to all of these things and ran themselves ragged doing that. Maybe if that was what their other pastor did. And now you come here with the expectation that that's what we're going to do. You could be you could be offended. You could be hurt. Uh, we could be upset, you know, because you, you have an expectation on us that we didn't communicate that we were going to be those kind of people to do that. 
so again, it's just important. That's an unhealthy expectation. You can't expect someone to do something that you guys haven't had a mutual uh, understanding about. And I think that's true where pastors are concerned too. Just because your idea of what a pastor is supposed to do uh, doesn't make it a reality unless you've asked that particular pastor, is that something they agree to? Amen. Like we agree to pray for you. So, so, so you can have an expectation that we're praying for you even if you don't ask us to, because that's something we've agreed to. We haven't agreed to go to every baby shower. We haven't agreed to go to every birthday party. We haven't agreed to go to every sporting event your kid has. Now, I like sporting events, so I go to them. So people are like, oh, well, Pastor Edwin came to my kid's game, but Pastor Sean didn't come. Pastor Sean didn't make an agreement she was coming to your kid's sporting event. She she only went to her kid's sporting event because she was their mother, and her father said, come on, babe, you got to go, and you can read you the book. You didn't have to say, come on. You can read, you the, book. Say, you can on, read the book, but not while they're playing. <laughs> so again, just having that right expectation. When uh, another example is partners who ignore reciprocity and responsibility. Mm. We talked about that earlier. For example, we're teaching on walking in love. You're having problems in your family on walking in love. You're not attending the message on walking in love, but you now expect Pastor Ralph to give you a one-on-one, two-hour tutorial to help you get back to walking in love because you couldn't watch the video, right? Because you were unwilling to watch the video, right? Right. Um, and so... And, and I think this is important for you guys to understand. I'm just going to tell you this because we tell our kids this so you should know this. We have a life. We do. We got a life and we love y'all, but our whole life is not y'all. And I know this because many pastors don't have friends. So because many pastors don't have friends, they really do run and go and do everything the people in their church want them to do. We like each other yep. and we have friends. Yeah. So there are things that there is no scripture that says in order to show love to you, we have to go to your kid's game. There is no scripture that says in order to show love to you that we have to come to your baby shower. There is no scripture that says that if you choose to have a destination wedding in Bahamas and that we should show up and just come there, there. There's no expectations for that. We have a life and we intend to live our life to the abundant and to the full till it overflow just like you do mm -hmm. right and we want you to understand that so you're not like i call passion at two o'clock and it's four o'clock and she hasn't responded i haven't had time yet i ha i'm going to respond but i haven't had time and sometimes you send a message and we have to pray about it before we respond because we have to make sure we respond appropriately you know uh because again we want to make sure that the information we're giving you is not mental energy we want to make sure that what we're giving you comes straight from heaven so because you send a message and we don't respond immediately, don't assume we're not responding. Uh, you know, you have to give us an opportunity. Now, if it's an emergency, you say, hey, I'm in an accident. I need you to come. We're probably going to drop what we're doing for that. But if you say, hey, I got a question about whether I should take this job or not in here. And you write this long thing about all these things. We got to pray about that because we don't want to just give you mental energy. Yes. So reciprocity and responsibility, that's, I mean, if you ignore that, right? And I think that that's a really big one that people get really stuck into where it's like you have an expectation. Here's a good example. You tell us that you are having a budget challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And we give you some specific instructions to do for your finances. And then you don't do them. And then you like, well, I need money. 
but you didn't follow instructions. We're not old now to give you assistance when you didn't follow the instructions that's that were set for before you. Know. Right? No, that's, we, that's very know. important. So like literally we will give people specific instructions. So like sometimes, not me, people don't ask me to do this stuff, but they'll ask Pastor Edwin to look at my budget. He'll be like, I need you to do this, this, and this because this is gonna guide you over the next two months or whatever. And then you go, well, I didn't do that because I wanted to do this instead. Then nobody's responsible to get you out of a ditch because you chose to do your own thing, which goes back to our other position that we believe that if you need help, if you've decided you don't know the answer, you should be prepared to follow instructions. Mm -hmm. All right. So partners who prioritize and emphasize the exchange of funds over the complimentary contributions that the other makes. This is unhealthy. Unhealthy. Okay. So say more about that. Read it again. Partners prioritize and emphasize the exchange of funds over the complimentary complimentary contributions that others make. Well, the, this this idea that people have when they come to church and they go, you know, well, I gave so and so. Well, I give my tithing offerings. Giving your tithing offerings is great, but remember, we said number one, we value what relationship over resources. So we don't care that you just pay your tithing offerings. Are you being nice to other people when the Lord tells you to pray for some? Are you doing those things? Because we value those things more than just you giving your your financial resources. A lot of people, a lot of people think that because they pay their tithe or because they give their offering, that that's all they have to do out of church. But it's not. We need so much more than just tithes and offerings. If we had a million dollars, we still need people to help pray for me. If we had a billion dollars in the account right now and we were meeting full time, we would still need people to work with the kids. Now, maybe you take that billion dollars and pay somebody, but just the billion dollars itself would not get the ministry taught to the kids. So, yes, we value your contribution, but not so much that you don't have to do the other things. So it's a wrong it's an unhealthy relationship or dependency to think that just because you gave money, that's all you got to do. Well, and it's also an unhealthy relationship thing that might get your feelings hurt. If you believe that because you gave a lot, you run something, right? Because all our money goes in together for the corporate good of the ministry. Right. And I know that people grew up in churches like that, where it was like, I'm Deacon so-and-so and I gave, I'm the biggest giver here. Well, you're not the biggest giver here. Cause we are. And, you're giving because we are so certain that if you take your giving, so, so we're what we're so certain, so certain we are so certain we so certain because we've lived through 21 years and we've seen people who've taken their giving because they believe that if they took their giving. The ministry will stop. It won't stop. You know why? It's God's ministry. Every time they've done that, God's increased us, actually. Every time. every time, every time someone thought they were going to hold the amount of money they gave to the ministry over our head, God has always told us to let them go, to pray for them, to bless them. And we've done that. And he's always turned right around and sent seven people in their place. It's always worked that way. Amen. We're Here's- so certain of it. So certain. So here are healthy examples of dependency as we wrap up and you can prepare to yes. give today if you want to be a cor- healthy, uh, healthy. So all you can get ready. This your wrap up. Like if you was in church, some of y'all would start gathering y'all purse. This to gather your purse thing where we are now. What are healthy examples? How what are examples of healthy dependency? When partners understand their reciprocal roles and responsibilities, mm-hmm. when partners enter the relationship with a clear vision clear of vision. what each has to offer and what each has to gain. When partners honor and guard the unique and divine calling of each other. So you honor the unique and divine calling of FOC 
and you honor the unique and divine calling of each person. So you don't expect, I love somebody put in the comments earlier. I think it was um, Joshua. He said he loves how different the prayer team prays, mm -hmm. how differently they mm -hmm. pray. We honor the uniqueness of how each one of them pray. We don't need Mika and Eric to pray alike. We honor their uniqueness and what we don't do. So then what neither one of them would do is get with their friends and talk about how the other one ought to pray like mm -hmm. them because that's not what we do. That's not what we do, right? So we honor and guard the unique and divine calling of FOC and each other, mm -hmm. right? And then we conduct ourselves in a manner that safeguards the integrity of the ministry and each other. We conduct ourselves. We conduct ourselves. I love that. We conduct ourselves in a manner that honors, that protects the integrity that um that safeguards the integrity of the ministry and each other that speaks to behavior it speaks to behavior listen i'm gonna tell you something especially if you call yourself to be a personal leadership chris and i talk about this all the time it's some things you can't say some things you can't do simply because you belong to god and people are going to hold you at a different the bible tells us that if to whom much is given much is required mm -hmm. right so to be a leader there are things i just don't get to say and do there are things I just don't get to say and do. It just is the way it is. Yeah. And when we talk about safeguarding integrity, that means that you may know something about somebody. And it means that you don't go to somebody else and say, hey, we need to pray for so and so. If you, if there's an issue that someone is having, you go to that individual. You talk to that person. You do whatever is necessary to maintain their integrity and the integrity of the organization. It doesn't mean that you, you keep things quiet. It just means you ain't always looking for an opportunity to expose somebody. There are lots of things that we get to, to hear and, and understand because sometimes people are legitimately telling us because they want us to pray about it. Sometimes they just want to tell on somebody and we get that. But but that doesn't we don't then go out and preach over the pulpit about those things. So everybody has to behave in such a way that it safeguards the integrity of all involved. Well, and I think about it like this. There is a biblical way to handle conflict. So like if you, you know, if you thought that you saw me doing something out inappropriately, right? The biblical standard is to come to me first. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that partnership will do is that it will have you grow up because many times in the body of Christ, we see people heading for a waterfall and we don't get involved. Yeah. And if we do get involved, we get involved to gossip about them to someone else. But the Bible is clear. If I have wronged you or if you see me heading into sin or in sin, it's your responsibility to come and talk to me. And if it's anything I believe that God is going to talk to us about when we get to heaven, I believe he is going to talk to us about the times we co-signed when we should have spoke up mm -hmm. or the times we remain silent. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's Chris. That ain't my business. That's Kev. That's not my business. If we're connected, if we're connected, it is all of our business, right? And so then let's say you've gone, you, you saw Chris, I'm going to say something far-fetched. You saw Chris out smoking weed, right? You go to Chris, you say to Chris, you need to quit smoking weed and you see her out smoking weed again. Now you do have to come and talk to us yeah. about it. Why? Because Chris is a leader in the ministry and you're seeing her out doing something that you know goes against the ministry. What you shouldn't be doing is seeing Chris out smoking weed talking about, oh, girl, let me get one, too. That's what you shouldn't be doing. Right. And so that is. And so that's what we want to do. And then the last one is that partners have to understand that the lordship of the partners, who is the Lord over our partnership? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That Jesus is the Lord. We over don't our rule partners. over partners. We don't rule over partners. Jesus rules over all of us. Yes. He tell all us what to do. Yep. All right. 
Someone says, Nietzsche says, are there going to be virtual partnership classes? Yes. The answer is yes. And again, that's I kind of alluded to that early on. So those who may have missed that, let me just say that one of the things that we believe uh, is, is making sure that those who have said, yes, I want to be a partner of Fellowship of Champions, that you understand what we believe about certain things. We used to have a partnership class that we asked people to go through um, that was several weeks long. Um, we, we, we we're going to to do that again. But what Pastor Ralph and myself and uh, Pastor Sean and Chris and others, and Pastor Nitra, hopefully others will do is we've got these lessons we're going to teach. We're going to teach them. Uh, and then that way, those lessons will always be available. Uh, we'll be able to use those uh, and put those in a system called Kajabi that Fellowship of Champions will have and that you'll be able to subscribe to it. You can look at them on your own time. It'll let us know when you finished it, when you finished those classes. Uh, and, and that way, everybody, uh, regardless of whether you're in, as Chris said this this morning, Kirk, Turks and Caicos, whether you're in Rome and whether you're in Singapore, Tokyo, whether you're in India, whether you're in Sierra Leone, whether you are in uh, Nigeria or, or Brazil or, or, or Wyoming, wherever you are, you'll be able to watch those virtual partnership classes so that you have clear expectation of what it means to be a partner at Fellowship of Champions in terms of what we believe about, salva about salvation, baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, praise and worship, uh, tithe and offerings, um, sp spiritual uh, sonship and daughtership, or however you want to say that. Just what we believe about those things, you'll be able to go, oh, okay, well, here's what they mean when they say this. Here's what they understand. So great question, Pastor Nitra. Uh, absolutely. We'll be able to do that. Okay. So we're going to wrap up now. Any questions? If though? you want, but we're gonna um we're gonna wrap up now but what we want to know is that if you've been a partner of foc and you learned something today that you didn't know we'd like to see that in the comments and if you learn if you were thinking about being a partner or you're a new partner and you learned something we would like to see that in the comments and if you have a question now if you want to be a partner it is great for you to be a partner but who you what you first need to do is be saved yep that we, we partner with God first, partner with God first, then partner with us. Right. So how do you get saved? You have to recognize that Jesus is Lord and that you are in need of a savior. And if you've never done that, because it is possible that you have joined the church and did not join Jesus. Yep. So we want to make sure that everybody here is saved. If you accept, if you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior, it's very simple. You just pray this prayer and you say, Father, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that I am in need of a savior and I believe in the finished work of Christ. Come into my heart and make me a new creature in Jesus name. That is how you accept Jesus as your personal savior. And then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? You need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come and lead my life. I don't want to try to do it by myself. Come and lead my life. Teach me to hear your voice. Teach me to follow instructions, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then if you want to be a virtual partner, we have a sheet here that you can join. Remember, virtual partnership doesn't mean that you have different rights and privileges right. of people who are here. It just means you aren't here locally you aren't here locally but right now we all virtual right, right? that's right everybody's right. virtual right now everybody's virtual right now so darnell pop said i really love the relationship over resources right I, I'm, I'm just interested i want to hear your comments and then you can give this morning because giving is a part of partnership yep. giving is a part of relationship right and so does it make sense to people? Erica said that she understands now why we call it partnership over membership. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Does that Ariana says, I love the expectations. 
Malia says she learned she learned so much this morning and love that we took time to make the clear expectations of partnership. Let me tell you something, guys. You got to understand this. One of the things that's really challenging to do at any time in church, but particularly in a pandemic, is that there's so many. We're trying to teach you where we're going while trying to teach you everything we've done over 20 years, yeah. right? And that's very difficult to do, which is why we're going to use Wednesdays in order to teach the partnership. So mm -hmm. those of you who haven't been coming to Wednesdays, you either need to commit to watch Wednesday Live or to watch the replay mm -hmm. because you're going to understand. We're going to talk to you about what we believe about salvation, being filled with the Spirit, what we believe about all of the tenets that you should know to be in a church, mm -hmm. right? And so... Um, Leslie says she's already a virtual partner and I appreciate today's message explaining things. I look forward to the classes. I love that. Right. So go back and listen, listen to it again um, and, and join in for the partnership classes. Right. That will help you understand. I love that we got to explain the difference between spiritual parents and pastor and partnering with people and that you could understand that you could have a church. You could have spiritual parents and be partners. Kim says, I love the teaching on how to be an overall great partner with the people we do life with in the church. I love it. Kim, me too. Because so it. many people are walking around with church hurt. So many people, what's up, Sorrel? So many people are walking around with church hurt because they didn't have a clear expectation of what they should expect from the relationship to no, begin with. absolutely. That's the reason we wanted to make sure we spent the time to say, hey, here's what we believe. Here's what we expect. We don't want anybody getting hurt because they have wrong expectations. You know, we want people to know that we that we value relationship over resources. We value uh, equality over superiority. We 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 value uh, all of these things that make us have healthy dependencies versus unhealthy dependencies. That's important to us. And if people understand that, then you enter the relationship the right way. Yes, I'm gonna give y'all this good example about how people can enter into partnership with a miscommunication, right? Because you assume something is common. You assume something mm. is common knowledge. Mm. We talk about this all the time when people get married. When people get married, did you actually communicate that cheating wasn't a part of the relationship? Now, what you're <laughs> yeah, going we, to we say. We talk about this all the time. What you're always going get, to say, they always get stunned when you say that. What you're going to say is that it is an assumption that if we get married, you won't date anybody. It's an assumption for you, for you based on your understanding. But there are people out here all over the world all who the whole over. time they marry still got girlfriends and boyfriends. So what happens is, is that when we don't have a communication, listen, I want to be clear. When we talk about marriage, does marriage to you mean that we still date other people or are we just <laughs> right, with each right, other? Right. Now, people laugh every time we say this, but many times when we're navigating people through issues like that, the reality of it is they never had a conversation. Yeah. They made an assumption. Yep, yep. They yep. made an assumption. And people can say, well, well, it, well everybody know you, when you get married, you ain't supposed to cheat. Clearly not. Clearly everybody Clearly don't know everybody that. Don't know that. So, so it's just, it's an, ex it's an extreme example, but it's a wonderful illustration of why it's important to set expectations around anything you do if you don't want to hit it to be uh, missteps or miscommunication. Well, and we, you know, we would have done it earlier, except we just didn't know that we was going to be here this long in, in this Listen, situation. We, we didn't when, know when, this. When we started in March, we thought, okay, May we be back, you know, surely, you know, then we thought June <laughs> and then we thought, okay, 4th of July, surely, you know, it's going to get hot and the virus is going to go away. <laughs> oh, look at what Patrice said. This is so good. What did she say? 
She says she learned that y'all watch me cuss on Facebook, so I need to get myself together <laughs> to guard FOC integrity and protect my own as well because I want to be a part well, of it. Amen. Amen. Patrick, just fill out amen. the form and stop cussing on Facebook, okay? <laughs> just, I love that, though. That just blessed me so much. And I've seen it. Listen, we love you guys. This is fun. I love I love the comments. I have to make sure I go back and read. I'm missing so many. They're coming so fast. Um, but I, I'm glad to see that you guys are excited about this and that you're learning something uh, and that this is making sense to you. So hey, can I we keep do this? looking down, but I forgot I can look You can look up there now. We, we, we keep adding stuff. So if our eyes look a little <laughs> weird. I, I'm so we, used we to just, looking down, we, but I forget I can just look straight ahead now. We got monitors here, here, and here because we're trying to make this experience better. Let me tell you what I think we need to do. I know you don't like last minute stuff, but here you go. So you got hold Oh, me. before you do that. What? Remember, please put this in your phone. Friday morning. 6.30 a.m. prayer. We want you to become a part of what's known as the Champions Circle. Champion Circle. You want to be a champion. You want to be a part of the ministry that can help pray for other people and usher in this year of release. Join us every Friday morning for the month of February. 6.30 a.m. Be there or be square. I love that. Malisha says, do we do marriage counseling? Not if we can help it. We have other people, Pastor Nitra. Uh, we wrap the Marlowe's, but we do some marriage coaching. We do some marriage classes, but ideally. Um, See, and that's the thing. I love marriage coaching. I hardly can't stand marriage counseling. Um, I, 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 what's the difference? A lot of times in marriage counseling, uh, you're really dealing with issues a lot deeper than the marriage. And that's why I think the people like Pastor Nitra and them who are certified and qualified to do that. Um, can can do that. You know, I, I I love doing marriage maintenance. I love doing marriage coaching where we talk about tools that you can put in your toolkit. How do you improve this? How do you improve that? But when people get to the part where they need to go to 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 counseling, uh, I tell people all the time, I'm not a counselor. Uh, you don't want me counseling, counseling you in that capacity uh, unless you got some really uh thick skin because I just think a lot of stuff that people do is, is just stupid uh, and they just need to stop doing it. Uh, and I know that that's not a great counseling technique because my wife has told me that. So I can hear her cringing over there. <laughs> All right. So will new partnership class start this Wednesday, Pastor Ralph? Um, Pastor Ralph and I need to talk about that. I think he, he says said yes. yes. He said I yes. think he's going to teach the first lesson this Wednesday. Yes. So it'll start. But yes. Okay. okay. I didn't Next. want to commit till I saw his face. Then. Next Sunday. I won't be here, but that Sunday evening. Ooh, but I will. I'll be Listen, here next Sunday. Next Sunday. We're going to do a Zoom <laughs> at 6 p.m. for communion. And for anybody who has questions about partnership. Next Sunday at six. Next Sunday at six. We'll put a reminder out. Next Sunday at six. Y'all remember we did at the end of the year where we did communion via Zoom. We're going to do communion. And then if anybody has any questions, we want to see your face. You want to see our face. We can do that and we'll take communion next the first Sunday. You next don't have Sunday, to wear Pastor Sean won't be here, but she'll be there Sunday at six. Uh-huh. So y'all can tell on me then. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, I'm going to be somewhere virtually preaching. Don't tag me. When if he does stuff, because it don't do that, okay? I mean, y'all, prayer team, y'all need to intercede. Listen, I want to say pray this week. I got a live event coming up this week. It's virtual live, but I'm gonna be live teaching it, and y'all gonna be live listening just virtually. But Yolande, who is in South Africa, she is actually coming to the virtual uh, event, which means that for the Friday night session, I think it is, or one of the sessions, she has to get up at two a.m. to come. Ooh, that is serious That's about commitment. some transformation, That's right commitment. there. Commitment. So y'all here who living in Texas, y'all need to sign up. All right. <laughs> so we love y'all. If y'all have questions, 
y'all have uh, if y'all have questions send us a message we love y'all pastor Evans gonna do a great job next week come to strategies for success come to prayer come to the first virtual partnership class come to um what Prayer on Friday. Prayer on Friday. Bible study on Wednesday. Bible study on Wednesday. Praise and worship on get Sunday morning. Get your kids and stuff. Victory zone. Ignite. We got lots of stuff. Listen, if we we get we got it ready for you. We you, got it you ready can for grow. you. You can grow if you want to. We love y'all. Um, we love y'all. Y'all have a great day. You have a great day. Please, um, please, if you want to be a virtual partner, go ahead and fill out the partnership so we can get you added into the group. We had 18 new virtual partners last week. 18 new people said i want to be a partner of foc on last week oh you gotta yep. order your t-shirt by the end of the day yeah gotta right. order them kids t-shirts all right all right we love y'all have bye -bye. a great day bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.